Welcome back to Weekly Dose of Serotonin. I am your host, Sarah, and I'm back. I'm back, everybody. Uh, I did take a longer break than I intended to take. (laughs) Um, I knew that I needed to take a bit of a break because my worst fear was realized. I realized it about a month ago that I, like, no longer had anything to say. I... I can't even say it was my worst fear, actually, because I genuinely didn't think that this would happen. I thought it was impossible that I, of all people, would run out of things to say and would suddenly feel unfunny. And yet I had been for a few months. I hadn't been feeling that funny and I hadn't felt like I had anything to say. And it was almost like it was almost like it was like my rapture. You know, remember how there was that whole thing that there was like a rapture that was going to happen where everyone was going to die and the world was going to end because the calendar ended. That's what happened to me mentally. It was actually not that serious, but I basically realized that I had nothing to really talk about, or I wasn't, at least I wasn't enjoying it unless I had guests. And that's basically impossible to do every week because people are busy and that's a lot of work. So I was like, "Mm, let's take a step back, you know? Let's be healthy here and just remove myself from the situation right now. Try to refine my funniness. I went on a little self, self-realization self journey of um, regaining my humor. It was very much, are you my mother situation? I was, but I was the baby bird and I was looking, instead of for my mother, I was looking for my sense of humor again. Um... All of that being said, I feel like I maybe am setting this up to seem like I'm making some triumphant return and I'm going to be the funniest person on earth again. And I am now afraid that I'm going to disappoint you guys, but that's fine. It's fine. I'm back. Okay. We're taking, we're taking baby steps. I mostly came back because I have something very important to talk about in case you haven't seen the title already. And you just were so excited to see that I have a new episode that you just blindly clicked into it without even reading what it's about we're gonna talk about barbie today and there's nothing else i can say about this like to to get you guys excited for this topic i have no plans for what i'm gonna say about this but again if you've listened to any episode that i've ever come out with you should know that is pretty typical of me i I just have a vague idea in my head and then I wing it and I hope for the best. This could go tragically wrong, but I'm also hoping that because I've been gone for a month, so many of you will be just so excited that I'm back that you won't care that I have no idea what I'm talking about. Um, Also, can I just say, I've mentioned this before, I'm pretty sure, I think I talked about this a couple weeks ago. Well, a couple episodes ago. Probably a lot longer than just a couple weeks ago. Uh, I, ever since I saw the video about vocal fries and someone, like, the whole comment section was all about how much they hate vocal fries, now I'm ruining this for you guys, too. Anyway, ever since I saw that, I just realized that 99% of the time I speak, it's, like, in a vocal fry, and I don't know how to stop myself, and I also feel like that's just partly my voice, but... And like my cadence. And I don't know how it happened, but it has. And this is who I am now. And so 
but now I notice whenever I do it and then it bugs me on behalf of the people that get bugged about it, (laughs) even though it never bugged me before. But now I'm like, there are people out there that hate the way that I speak. And that stresses me out a little bit. I don't know why. Actually, now that I'm thinking about it, it doesn't really stress me out that much. It's just what stresses me out is now being so aware of the way that I speak. That's what stresses me out. I never thought about it before. I never had a second thought about it. And then, and now every time it happens, I'm like, there it is. There it is. That's what they're talking about. It's like when you become too aware of the way a word is pronounced or the way a word is spelled. I wrote my name out the other day. I don't even remember why, but I was texting somebody and I texted my name to them. And then I kept looking at it and I was like, is that real? Is that who I am? Like, it felt very, it was like a very out of body experience. And I was like, why is that what people call me? Why is that my name? And why does it look that way? And why does it sound that way? And it doesn't sound real. And anyways, everybody listening to this right now is probably like, what is going on with her? I'm fine. Everything's fine, you guys. (laughs) Everything's totally fine. I guess I'm just realizing things much like Kylie Jenner wanted to do in her 2021 or 2022 annual goals. She just wanted to realize stuff. That's what I'm doing. Call me Kylie Jenner because I guess that's what's happening for me. She spent her year realizing stuff a while ago and now it's my turn. Hopefully I will also become a billionaire like she is. Um, except for, except for not because billionaires are not ethical. I've done a lot of researching about this lately. So anyway, if anyone wants to talk to me about that, I have done a lot of learning while I've been realizing stuff. Um, Yeah, back to Barbie, I guess. Actually, before I get into Barbie, I do need to talk about something serious for a second. It's not serious, but it is serious. The allegations are serious. Do you guys know who Colleen Ballinger is? I'm waiting to hear you guys respond. Now that you've responded, we can move on. Um, I had heard of her, obviously. I feel like anyone my age has probably heard of her or Miranda Sings. I never watched her videos, I'm going to I'm going to do the annoying like pat me on the back right now, but I watched one of her videos back way 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 back like a decade ago when she was maybe first getting popular or I don't know how long she's been around, but I remember hearing about her or I remember hearing about Miranda Sings when I was in high school cuz some girls that I went to school with were like, "Oh my gosh, it's so funny." They were talking to each other. I was eavesdropping just, you know, listening in the background as always. And I was like, who's this person they're talking about? And so I looked her up and I watched like a video or two and I was like, "Mm, this is weird and actually not funny at all. And so look, am I better than other people? Maybe, but (laughs) you said it, not me. Just kidding. I said it. But anyway, um, I didn't really watch any of her stuff. So I did not know like anything about all of these allegations and things like that. I think the last thing I remember hearing about her was that she got divorced from her first husband a, a while ago. Again, I feel like that, that was like five or six years ago or something, seven years ago, like a while ago. Um, because I remember seeing people on social media being like, oh my gosh, they were so perfect to, for each other. Like, how did they get divorced? That's so crazy. And again, I didn't 
know really anything about her or her husband or their marriage whatsoever. So I just was like, oh, I'm sad. Okay. And I moved on. That's the last thing I really remember hearing about her. Actually, that's a lie. Then I remember seeing people congratulating her because she got remarried. That's actually the last thing I remember hearing about her. But again, I was very like not dialed into the world because I just would see people talk about her in passing like on different social media platforms. Anyway, there are terrible allegations against her. By terrible, I mean like she did terrible things. That's what I mean. Um, She did very terrible things and her whole brand and business and whatever is crumbling. Okay. Okay. That's that happens to people when they do bad things. But what I want to talk about real fast, which is marring a little bit the beauty that this episode is going to be, it really should be focusing on just like empowering women um, because it's Barbie. But here's what I just need to talk about for a second. This woman who did bad things and had inappropriate conversations with minors, um, instead of just like, owning up to it, facing the consequences, probably still losing her business, which again, facing consequences. She, for her apology video, you know, the classic influencer apology videos where they're like 10 minutes long and the caption is just like, hi. And then they're like sobbing into the camera and they're like, I didn't mean to do this. And it's like, they're just reading off a script and it's so awkward. And it's like not even real tears. It's like practically probably just like, a filter (laughs) making them look like they have a soul. Um, anyway, she, for her apology video, got on a ukulele and wrote a song about the toxic gossip train. And maybe I'm going to get sued for even saying that, that phrase right there, because apparently she's also, she monetizes the video, which is so gross. She also monetized, she's selling the song, releasing it on iTunes, all 10 minutes of it, 10 minute song. I did not watch it. I just saw people laughing about it on TikTok. And so I only heard like the beginning because people would play that and then they would come in and talk about it. Anyway, um, yeah, she's selling the song and I, some people say that she's selling the song so that she can like claim something to do with copyright or something so that if anybody plays it on their videos to talk about it, to make fun of her, then she gets money for that or like can sue people more easily. I don't know. I don't know the business linguistics of it, but all I can say is that is wild. Okay. All of that is just wild. A 10 minute apology song played on ukulele. That's absolutely unreal and also in my opinion terrible marketing I don't know who her PR manager who her PR person is who her manager is anyone they surely could not have been involved in that decision because that is terrible marketing and using that I just needed to discuss that because you know that's just who I am as a person as I always need to talk about the latest news, even when it's bad news and don't go check out her video. Do not give her more money by checking out the video. If anything, search it on TikTok. People will be talking about it. You can look it up there if you want to, or just Google it. People will have articles about it. It's chaotic and terrible, but it's comical. Like here's the thing. I don't want to make light about what she did. That's not funny. 
obviously. What's funny to me is how she thought her response was a good idea. Like, surely she had to know that would turn more people against her. You know? Anyway, that was bad marketing. Now let's talk about good marketing. Barbie, okay? If you are not excited for Barbie, I don't know what's wrong with you. Because this is going to be the best movie of 2023. I've said it. It's going to be the best movie of 2023. I can almost guarantee it. I feel it in my bones. It is going to be... Okay, so if you guys don't know this about me yet, probably my favorite movie of all time. If I had to pick a favorite movie, I'd probably say Legally Blonde. Legally Blonde, in my opinion, is a cinematic masterpiece. It is incredible. It gave us iconic one-liners. It gave us one of the best courtroom scenes to ever grace television screens. Like, it is incredible. And I feel like Barbie is going to be, like, the new Legally Blonde, if that makes sense. Nothing can replace Legally Blonde, obviously, but I feel like they will be... They'll be sitting in the same room, you know? They're sisters. I wouldn't say twins, but they're sisters. And I can't wait for that. I also can't wait for the fact that it's like, I almost feel like it's like a movement. Like I was talking to two of my friends, actually Gracie and Jocelyn. You guys have heard them many times. They've been on this episode or on this podcast many times. We were just texting this morning about the outfits we're wearing because we're going opening weekend and we like, or just texting about like, oh, this is the shirt I'm going to wear with this outfit and these like, we have a theme and I just have seen so many people who are going to the movie talking about like planning their outfit or buying a new outfit for the Barbie movie. And like, that's just so cute to me. That's just so cute. And I just feel like we're going to get into this more deeply as we talk about Barbie in general throughout this episode, but I will say that this is not new information. And if you guys haven't thought about this yet, I feel like this could be a good starting off point for you to think critically about the world that we live in. Women are often mocked for our interests and for any men listening to this thinking, Hey, I've been mocked too cis men, I should say. Um, If you were mocked for your hobbies, chances are it's because your hobbies were more feminine than masculine. Because any hobby or interest or like desire that is remotely feminine, that tends to be mocked. Um, I will say this. I make this comparison all the time and I'm sure that I've made it before on this podcast. But it's like the difference between someone who's like a fangirl of a boy band or any kind of musical artist that is either a woman or is geared toward women versus sports. There's no difference. As someone who is a sports fan, I know you guys are all listening to this being like Sarah's a sports fan. Yes, I've tried not to be throughout my life, but unfortunately, sometimes I do fail and I do like to watch a sport or two. I'm sorry to betray you in that way, but every so often I do. It's not my personality, not all the time, depending on who I'm talking to. (laughs) But as somebody who likes both 
sports and was born a fangirl. I think I came out of the womb being like, I'm going to hyper fixate on things for the rest of my life. Um, I am in, not really, but I am kind of in both worlds. And it's the same. It's the same. Men are out here with their like man caves with their foam fingers and their signed jerseys hanging on the walls and like screaming in rage as they watch television screens and paying hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to sporting events. It's the same thing as women who have posters of musical artists on their walls and who buy albums and merchandise for their favorite artists and spend hundreds and hundreds of dollars to go to their concerts. It's the same thing. It's the same energy. We should be holding hands instead of fighting. You know what I mean? Anyway, back like Barbie and Legally Blonde sitting in the same room, sports fans and fangirls sit in the same room. It's the same thing. Anyway, but because it's a more, because being a fangirl, I'm putting that in quotation marks, because that is seen as a, is, because that's a feminine hobby or interest or lifestyle or whatever you want to call it. It's mocked and people will be like, oh my gosh, these girls who are just like obsessed with this guy. And as if you are not, look at the name on the back of your shirt, man. You're wearing somebody else's name. You're not obsessed too? Anyway, um, where was I going with this? Oh, now I remember. I feel like there has been a shift in the water. I feel it in the air. The change is coming. And it's while, while there are definitely still going to be people who mock girly, also in quotation, girly interests, there will always be people who do that. Always. Sadly. While there will still be those people, it is now becoming more widely acceptable to be loud about liking feminine things. Not that it was ever, look, not that it was ever like you couldn't like feminine things, but I feel like you couldn't have one or the other, if that makes sense. You couldn't really be a girly girl and a tomboy at the same time. And if you were a girly girl, then people were like, she's just stupid and whatever, whatever. But now it's like, go all out for your hobbies and interests and desires and fan what, what you're a fan of. Like, you can go all out and you can do everything you want to do. And that's been coming for a long time. But I just feel like especially this year, partially because of in the last year or two, probably, I would say, one big part of that that I have seen is for both the Taylor Swift and Beyonce concerts This has happened for other artists. I know this has happened for Beyonce concerts in the past as well. But like people going crazy to dress up for these, like wearing outfits from specific tour, um, like recreating their tour outfits, recreating their music video outfits, all of those things. This has also happened in, we can get into this later, but in the K-pop community, that has also happened for a long time. Again, was because a lot of that community is like women or young girls or also like gay people. So that like a lot of people who are constantly mocked, um, that whole idea, idea of dressing up 
for concerts and really going all out in that way has been made fun of um, by other people who are not fans of that, like community or artist or whatever. Anyway, um, that is like taking more center stage. It's becoming more common, more mainstream to really like dress up and go crazy and just have fun when you're going to a concert. Um, not that you didn't have fun before, but you know what I mean? Like to really be like on theme, that kind of fun. Anyway, I feel like that's where the shift started and now it's going into Barbie. Like the amount of people that I've seen be like, I'm turning it into a whole weekend. We're having a Barbie brunch. We're dressing up in our Barbie outfits. We're going to the Barbie movie. Like that is so cute to me. It is just so cute to see women and also not women, but anybody, I just feel like I've tend, I tend to see it more from women, but anyone else, non-binary people, men, anyone else who's excited and is getting in theme, getting in character, dressing up and going, I just think that's so cute. Okay. And I will be honest, I'm going to be ticked if I show up to my theater and people are not decked out in pink. Y'all better be in pink. If anyone's going the same time I am, you better be in pink. Or if you're not in pink, be in like something with like butterflies or flowers. Or even if that's not your aesthetic, then be in something that's like women power. You know what I mean? Like something empowering, something that is like feminist phrasing or words. Like just you gotta, you gotta be on theme got to be excited about that i remember when i went to wonder woman when the first one came out i wore a shirt that said i think i have multiple like feminist shirts and i'm pretty sure the one that i chose for that was the quote empowered women empower women and i was like i've got to wear it for wonder woman so i wore that and a bunch of women were like i love your shirt that's so cool this is that's so perfect for this movie i was like that's why i wore it today so i'm I like that more people, I love a theme. I will always dress up for any theme that I can. And so I like that that's happening more and more. But now that we're talking about (laughs) dressing up, I feel like this is a good segue for what I originally wanted to talk about on this podcast, which is what Margot Robbie has been wearing on the press tour. This episode might be kind of all over the place and also not actually funny at all now that I've been talking about I've been getting on other rants. It actually is not like the glorious um, return to humor that I thought it would be, but that's fine. I don't really care that much, actually. Um, Anyway, we need to talk about Margot Robbie. First and foremost, she is so gorgeous. And there were some guys recently on like Twitter or something that were calling her mid, which is comical, comical. Anyway, um, for those of you who don't know much about Margot Robbie and her stylist in the past, what's her name? Hold on. Kate something. Kate Young. Kate Young. I'm pretty sure, no offense to Kate Young, okay? But I just feel like Kate Young, who was a stylist may have possibly who is still a stylist may or may not have had something out for Margot Robbie because while some of her looks are not terrible some of them are not good and Margot Robbie is 
gorgeous and could pull off literally any look on the face of this earth. And some of the outfits that Kate Young, the stylist, was putting Margot Robbie in were like not not good, okay? I don't mean to criticize somebody else's work, but um it wasn't it wasn't good. <laughs> it, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite, I should say. A lot of her looks and the styling involved, like even if sometimes the dress was fine, her hair was like a disaster or her makeup didn't like match or her jewelry was not a good fit, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so in the past, I've been disappointed by Margot Robbie's red carpet looks. This is changed like wildly. Okay. She got a new stylist. That's why it changed, but she has a new stylist that she's working for with at least for this tour. I don't know if the stylist will continue to work for her going forward, but I should look up his name. Um, Margot Robbie. Oh yeah. Actually, I remember reading this article that said it. So Andrew Mukamal, I could be saying the last name wrong, but he is incredible. Okay. He is killing it. So we need to discuss this in case you guys haven't looked up her outfits yet. What's wrong with you? But basically she has been recreating iconic Disney look or Disney iconic Barbie looks throughout history. And it has been, I've been living for it. Quite frankly, I'm going to go down to, I just found this article on, um, Harper's Bazaar that is all about the looks that she's been wearing throughout the press tour. And I need to find one of the first ones because one of the first ones that she was wearing was the, here it is. Okay. Um, where did she wear this to? I don't know where she wore this to, but anyways, one of the outfits she wore was a recreation of the black and white swimsuit that was worn by the original Barbie doll back in 1959. And they had, I don't know how to say the name of the designer, Hervé Ledger, <laughs> I don't know, recreate it into a dress, like a mini dress. And she wore the iconic cat eye white sunglasses that the original Barbie doll had. She looked incredible. And this was just the beginning. It was just the beginning. Okay. So let's talk about some of my favorite looks and you guys can look them up and follow along because it's just, to me, it's just genius. Like you kind of knew that she was going to be in pink all the time. It's iconic. Not necessarily. She's not always in pink. You will see there's some black and white looks that she does. But you kind of figured girly, pink, like exciting, fun, flirty vibes. But to recreate, to go back and recreate famous Barbie looks and use like popular, famous, iconic designers to recreate these looks is genius to me. And maybe that's not super original. Maybe people have done this in the past, but I just feel like this is... I just feel like they have pulled it off so well because it looks so modern and so fitting of the, like the premieres that she's going to, like, it's just always like, it always works for what she's going to, but also looks like just paying tribute to Barbie and also modern at the same time. I can't even begin to describe how great I think it is. Um, 
just recently, this is the most mod, this is the most recent one. There was a Barbie premiere that was in London just like a day or day or two ago. Well, from when I'm recording this, it'll have been a few days when you listen to this. Um, but she wore a Vivian Westwood gown that was a recreation of the Enchanted Evening doll from 1990. And it's like, in case you're not looking at a photo right now, you should be, but it's like a corset dress that has, um, like fur around the shoulders, long, um, gloves. I forgot the name for gloves, but these long gloves, opera gloves, and then the skirt, it has like a train to the side and like a cool little like flower detail. It's beautiful. She even like did the um, same jewelry that the Barbie Enchanted Evening Barbie had. And a lot of her poses on the red carpet are like she's posing as a doll. She'll like have her hands looking like dolls. She'll like smile in a way that looks just like the perfect Barbie smile. It's incredible. Her she'll, she'll like have her like feet in the same way as Barbie. Like Margot Robbie is killing it on the red carpet, people killing it. That same evening, they did a second look for, I believe there was a press conference after the premiere or something. They, they had some sort of press junket situation after the premiere. So that she changed into a second outfit. It was a red mini dress um, by a Turkish British fashion designer. And it was inspired by the 1962 brunette bubble cut Barbie who was wearing a red swimsuit. This red bat, this red dress, um, I just need you guys to all look at it because it's so pretty. It's like a corset dress with just like this little mini skirt. It is gorgeous. She looks incredible. She also looks so happy. And look, maybe I'm reading into things, but I feel like she's like, thank you for, for freeing me from the fashion clutches of my previous stylist because she just looks so good. Um, but the one that I need to talk about is for the LA, I believe it was LA for, yes, for the LA Barbie premiere, you guys, you guys, it would have been so easy for her to come in a pink dress because that's what she's been doing a lot of the times, And she's been killing it every single time. Pink is her color. She looks incredible, but no, she came in a Scaparelli gown that was recreated the doll, it was a recreation of the doll from 1960 called Solo in the Spotlight. It's a strapless sequin black gown that is like bodycon gown basically. And then at the very bottom, it flares out in tulle and has like a rose applique on it. Applique is not the right word, but anyway. Um, and then again, some black opera gloves and little black heels. And she looked so good. And the doll is holding like the original doll, the solo in the spotlight doll is holding a little sheer handkerchief. Like when you buy, when you bought it, the doll is holding this little handkerchief. Margot Robbie is holding the same handkerchief, not the same handkerchief. Cause that would look foolish because it would be a grown woman holding a tiny, tiny little doll handkerchief. No, but it is a total perfect recreation of the solo in the spotlight doll. And it is just so good you guys it's so good her ponytail looks great her jewelry is gorgeous um in 
where did she do these two looks? Oh, at the Mexico premiere. I believe these were both at the Mexico premiere. Two of my all-time favorite looks she served with 1992 dolls. And 1992 is a great year. And she did the totally hair Barbie, totally hair Barbie. She didn't do the super, super long hair. Like it could have been fun if she did the extensions to have like floor length hair, but that could have been dangerous, quite frankly. So I don't blame her for not doing it, but she did this, like, it's kind of this like fun, groovy pink, like almost like seventies esque pattern. Um, that's and it's not an exact replica of the totally hair barbie but it definitely has that inspiration with like a really cool modern twist to it she looks incredible probably one of my favorite looks though is the neon pink corseted um dress that she wore to the mexico premiere and it's um by balmon i yes by balmon and it's a mini dress and it has i'm looking at a picture right now it is so good it's like a corseted mini dress and then the sleeves and the top part are sheer. Hot pink is her color, I'm telling you. And then it has like a little silver belt because the original Barbie, that Barbie doll that it's um, based off of, which is also a 1992 Barbie doll, is like that Barbie had a silver chain belt that had like a little star on it and a little Barbie, um, like the logo. And she's wearing that belt again not that belt but a version of the belt and incredible incredible I'm telling you there was another one in uh Seoul she went to South Korea for press stuff maybe a premiere or just I don't know if it was just for the press or if it was a premiere but um she was wearing Oh, why is it not telling me what that one's based off of? She was, she wore these like two looks. It was an outfit. It just is an outfit worn by the original Barbie doll. Um, But it was Versace recreated it. It's like a pink and white skirt suit with like a blazer and a pencil skirt. Um, and she's even wearing, or she's even holding a glittery pink phone because that was what the, that Barbie that had that outfit was like business Barbie and was holding a phone. And so she's has the exact same phone and the, like a little mini Barbie bag, um, like a purse. And then she changed later that night into a second Versace look. Yes. Second Versace look. And it was again based on one of the doll's original designs and it was like it's like this like spaghetti strap sequiny almost like bodysuit looking top and then this like tulle pink bottom it is just so cute she was also wearing one of her other outfits that i loved was um it was like a vintage it it has like the vintage style like halter dress and i believe they were are they like ladybugs they were based, it's based off of, I think it's based off of one of the, um, swimsuits that Barbie had. It's just, you guys, it's so good. It's so good. And she said, uh, someone was, I mean, it's very clear that it's, they're recreating all of the iconic ones, but she said at one of the premieres that her and her stylist worked together to find different Barbie references and um, we're just doing it really for like the big Barbie fans to be like, we want to get you excited for it. We want to pair iconic Barbie references and past Barbie 
designs with current great designers. It's just incredible. It's just so fun. Um, oh, okay. So the, this, one of the soul, the soul tool dress was inspired by the 1964 sparkling pink Barbie. Um, I'm trying to see if there are any other, if it says soul in the spotlight, people are talking about because that was so iconic. Anyway, I'm just so excited about this. It is just the marketing has been a 10 out of 10. Just getting everyone so excited for it. And also I need to say, Ken, Ryan Gosling is Ken. I had my doubts. I will be honest. I'm sorry. I was a doubter at first. I just felt like in my mind, Ken was supposed to look stupid, like genuinely just dumb, (laughs) like a total himbo. And Ryan Gosling, I felt didn't look dumb enough. This is a compliment to him. I felt like he didn't look dumb enough to be able to pull off Ken. I was wrong. I was totally wrong. He has, as he calls it, the perfect Kennergy and is like, he, from everything that I've seen about it and about him during the press tour, it's just a perfect fit. I'm sorry that I doubted him. I read a critic's review recently and they said that he deserved, they were like, I'm not even kidding. He deserves an Oscar nomination for his performance. It was so incredible. And I just, is this is going to be like Christmas for me. If I don't understand people who aren't excited about it genuinely, because also let's talk, let's get serious again for a second. I heard something recently that these people were talking and they were saying that Barbie was just so iconic for like several different reasons. But one of them was that in the world that we live in, women have often been seen in real life as accessories to men. So just throughout history, the man was obviously the one who was working, who was being the inventor, who was, I mean, we've also seen time and time again that a lot of these men who were inventors actually stole the ideas from their wives. But anyway, that's a topic for another day. Um, We just like often saw all of the men always doing everything because of the world in which we live. And that was all that was possible at that time. And so their wives were very much just like the accessory and they were just like the trophy wife, basically the perfect wife at home, whatever. And again, I, I shouldn't say again, I don't know that I've made this point before being a stay at home mom, being a stay at home wife. That's not a bad thing. That's not what I'm talking about. That's not what this is about. But women were not given the opportunity to be anything other than the silent companion at home. You couldn't really have your own thoughts. You were just an accessory in the same way that someone would hold a purse or have necklaces that are just there to make you look pretty. A woman was there to make her husband look pretty. Um, Anyway, throughout time, things change, obviously. But Barbie was one of the first things at all a toy was one of the first introductions for women to be in a different world barbie was like i can't even explain how important this is of course barbie has its own issues with like 
the um like unattainable body but we can we'll talk about that in a second i will get to that don't worry this is if anyone's not excited for barbie yet this is my intention is to make you excited for barbie and for you to love barbie okay um the thing is barbie was one of the first toys was one of the first of anything to really tell girls little girls that you can be something else because Barbie was from a very, very early on. I mean, the first Barbies were just like in swimsuits and dresses, whatever. But by about the sixties, I believe this is just me saying these things. I don't know if that's exactly the year, but from what I've heard, I watched the Barbie documentary. I've been reading about Barbie as deaf come like to get ready for the premiere, et cetera, et cetera. And just from my own knowledge of what I know, I played with Barbies when I was a kid. So I've always been a Barbie fan. I watched the Barbie movies. The Barbie movies are incredible. We'll also talk about that in a second. But um, I believe it was around the 60s when Barbie really started to be given these jobs. And she, I don't know at what year these all of these professions happened, but over the course of the last several, several decades, I mean... At this point, it's been, what, 50, 60 years since she's really been starting to get these jobs. Um, she was a pilot. She was a doctor. She was um, the president. She was a teacher. She was a dentist. She was, like, everything. You, she was a journalist. She, I'm just like, these are just Barbies that I remember seeing growing up. She was everything that you could possibly think to be. And for people to just say she's just a toy, I didn't realize I was this passionate about Barbie until I started talking about this. But for people to say she's just a toy is just so sad to me because for people who haven't had representation and like when I was born, that representation was already there. Okay. So that's not really what is it nice and encouraging to see dolls doing all these cool things and be like oh these toys like this toy that I'm playing with can almost be like an extension of myself she's a doctor and one day I can be a doctor too you know I mean I could never be a doctor because I get squeamish at the sight of blood but it's just the idea for people who have never had that representation for these little girls back in the 60s seeing toys of of a woman doing something that they couldn't even have really dreamed possible because it just wasn't as mainstream or as easy to attain back then. Not that it's easy to become a doctor nowadays, but you know what I mean? Um, Barbie was doing all these things that women just really weren't able to do for the most part, or at least it just wasn't really easy. Or, I mean, there still hasn't been a female president yet, you know? And Barbie was one. So it's just kind of like Barbie was able to fulfill this role of like encouraging little girls and little boys. Um, Like any child who felt like their life or something about them, they couldn't achieve what most other people could for one reason or another, whether it be gender or something else. Barbie was kind of like, I can do it. You can do it too. Even though it's a toy. I feel like when you see someone who is like you portrayed achieving something, whether it's fiction or not, it's going to be the same thing as movies. It's like 
I think of Little Mermaid, the new Little Mermaid that just came out that has Halle Bailey, who in my opinion is like, if somebody was a real life Disney princess, it would be her. She is so kind and beautiful and wonderful that she literally is like a real life Disney princess. When you saw all of those videos of all of those little black girls and boys seeing a Disney princess, a mermaid, an iconic figure look like them, you can't tell me that you didn't start crying at that. I was sobbing at all of them. They were so cute. I was so excited for these children to finally have, and not only children, adults were like getting emotional. They were like grandmas being like, there were never even like, there was like zero representation of people who looked like me on screen, at least not like positive representation for so long. And now, and now there's a Disney princess who looks like me, who looks like my kids, who looks like my grandkids. That is so powerful and like really encourages children to like dream of a better future for themselves. And I feel like that's what Barbie did and continues to do today. Um, the Barbie movies again, like Barbie was constantly portrayed as maybe not in every single movie, but I almost feel like it was in every single movie. I have not seen every Barbie movie. I have seen most of them and I've seen most of them several times, but for most of the Barbie movies that I remember, Barbie was the hero of the story. And again, growing up, It started to get better as I was getting a little older, but growing up, a lot of the movies were like about men saving women. That's not a bad thing, but I also feel like it's important to teach kids to save themselves. And Barbie was constantly doing that. And if you see like Barbie has like a, there's like a Barbie YouTube channel. I've seen clips of it, but basically there's like an animated Barbie and she like does like vlogs and things like that. She like talks about mental health. She talks about a lot of different actual serious situations that can really help shape children and teach them like good ways to grow and to cope with problems and how to like overcome certain things and like when to talk about when to talk to your parents about like needing help and that that's okay and like things like that like they have done an excellent job in my opinion from what I've seen are they perfect no but I do think that the company has done an excellent job at really trying to make Barbie into like genuinely a good role model for children especially for little girls and I do think that again it has gotten a lot better but for a long time there weren't really any good there, or there weren't many, at least I should say, there were not many role models for little girls to tell them you can be anything that you want to be. I would say there's been a lot of changes throughout my life, but even for like, like for my, like my mom, like for my mom, there wasn't like many stories or toys or representations saying like, you can be anything you want to be, you know? And so I just feel like Barbie has done a really good job at helping cause this like worldwide shift into encouraging girls to do whatever they want to do. Um, let's talk briefly. I do. I'm running out of time. This was a lot more serious than I thought it was going to be, but I'm coming back with a bang, you guys. Um, anyway, let's talk briefly about the unobtainable body goals of Barbie. For a long time, people 
Also, for a long time, there was the problem that Barbie was just this thin, white, blonde woman. That is an issue, obviously. It was, I don't remember when. I would I want to say the 90s, but it could have been the 2000s or it could have been earlier. I don't think it was earlier than the 90s. They introduced a Barbie that was black. Again, it was not a staple. There was not like it was like Barbie's friend was black. Um and I don't think it was like a staple doll. I think there were like limited edition versions and things like that. Um I think that Barbie took a long time to catch up when it comes to like the professions was was great and iconic the movies great iconic but the barbie dolls themselves and the representation of any girl who wasn't a thin blonde white woman or even just like blonde or even just like white i mean um that did take a long time for them to get that together but they have done a lot to be more inclusive now. And if you guys have not, I know I've talked about this before, but if you guys have not watched tiny shoulders, it's a documentary about Barbie. I highly recommend it. It was so interesting. Um, I watched it a few years ago and I still recommend it to people. It was, it was so good. It's just, I actually will probably rewatch it soon because I think I want to say it came out in like 2019, maybe it was 2020. Maybe it was 2021. <laughs> Years are blurring together. I think I saw it in 2021, if I remember correctly. And it just was so good. And it shows them developing the new Barbies and realizing that they were a little late to the party on coming out with more inclusive toys. But they have Barbies now that are short, that are curvy, that are every different race imaginable i think if i remember correctly they but they have a lot of barbies of different races of different backgrounds of even more professions they have barbies that are in wheelchairs they have barbies that are every different shape and size they have they have done so much to try to be more inclusive and i know that i saw something that margot robbie was talking about she, when she came on, when she agreed to be Barbie, she said that she would only be Barbie if like, she was like the Barbie world, the dream world that Barbie lives in cannot be just like all the perfect stereotype blonde Barbies. Like we have to have Barbies that show like, if this is the perfect world, if Barbie's world is the perfect world, a perfect world has to have diversity. And I know people were like, yeah, that's the bare minimum. And sure, maybe it is. But also I do think that that is great for the movie to also be making sure that it reflects the Barbie line that is currently out by um, Mattel and to show that there's diversity in the Barbie dolls. There's also going to be diversity in the movie. And um, anyway, I'm just a huge fan. I know that there's so many other things that I could say about it. And I know that I'm going to end this and be like, oh, I had wanted to talk about that too. But I have run out of time. I wasted time at the beginning chit-chatting and I should have just jumped right into Barbie. But I will never learn my lesson. Um, And I'll probably get distracted again next time when I introduce my topic. But anyway, let's all go see Barbie. I desperately want Barbie to be Oppenheimer. 
Um, for those of you who don't know, Barbie is coming out the same weekend as Christopher Nolan's Oppenheimer. This is like a war movie or whatever. And a lot of people are like, I'm going to go to both. Like, I'm going to go to Oppenheimer in the morning and Barbie at night or whatever. Just go to Barbie. Just go to Barbie twice. I just so desperately want Barbie to win in the box office. Because, again, I want to show that, like, these movies that so many people write off as, like, oh, it's just this little girl thing or whatever, that they are powerful and that they deserve a place in this world and that they can do just as well as a man directing a war movie yet another war movie which is probably good but you know is it gonna be as good as barbie no i'm saying that right now also last thing while i was going off about how like barbie is a feminist icon there was a director who now i can't remember her their name i could look it up but i don't really want to but there was a director who was going to direct or work on the barbie movie years ago and they said recently that they just couldn't i believe this director was a woman i don't really remember but i believe that that it was they said that the um like the studio or producers or whoever first asked approached them about the project Um, this director was like they wanted it to be like this feminist icon and I just couldn't do it because that's not who Barbie is so I had to step away from the project and I'm like where have you been Barbie has always been a feminist icon always maybe not from the beginning but I feel like yes from the beginning but if anything within the last like 50 years especially Barbie has been a feminist icon this isn't new Barbie becoming a feminist icon is not news this is She's been that way. So if any of you guys listening to this did not think Barbie was a feminist icon before, I hope that I changed your mind. This was my thesis. Um, this was my PhD program that I just wrote my thesis on and I will defend it in front of the board. I don't know. I don't have a PhD. I don't know how that works. Or is that your master's? Is that what you have to do for grad school? you have to defend your thesis I also don't know that I didn't go to grad school either so I don't I'm just throwing words around now Barbie did though I'm sure Barbie has a PhD I'm sure Barbie has a million degrees because that's just who Barbie is anyway everybody go see Barbie and we can all discuss it later because I'm sure that it's gonna be great and I think that's all I have today so this has been your weekly dose of serotonin bye p.s I'm back I just needed to add this Um, Margot Robbie pointed this out in one of the like interviews that she had during the press tour for Barbie. And in case you have not already realized how much of a feminist icon Barbie is throughout this last 40 minutes, I've been talking about this just to let you know, it wasn't until 1974 that women in the U S were able to open a bank account on their own. The equal credit opportunity act was passed in 1974 and that allowed them the right to open their own bank account. Technically, women were allowed to do so in the 60s, but banks were still allowed to refuse to let a woman do so without signatures from their husbands. So it wasn't until 1974 that women were by law given the protection and right to open a bank account on their own without needing a man to sign off on it in all banks. No banks were allowed to deny them that privilege and that right. Okay, now compare that to Barbie. Barbie was sent to the moon. Barbie was an astronaut in 1965. And Margot Robbie points that out in 
this excellent answer that she gives of like how Barbie has helped shape the minds of so many people and kind of helped like somehow in some way you kind of have to guess that how independent Barbie was portrayed, even though she's just a toy, the way that she was portrayed, the things that she was allowed to do had to have kind of inserted herself into our minds, into women's minds. I was not allowed, I was not alive in 1965, but to kind of like help people see, like, look at, even though she's a toy, she's doing all these things that we're not allowed to do. And why not? Why aren't we allowed to do these things? And so even though I don't think that you can say like Barbie is the reason for a lot of the feminist movements, I do think that you have to give credit to the creators of Barbie for allowing Barbie to do all of these things that women were not allowed to do at that time. Because Barbie was sent to the moon in 1965. This was actually before the first, before Neil Armstrong landed on the moon himself and walked on the moon, before the first person walked on the moon. Barbie was an astronaut. There was like an astronaut toy made of her. Um, And that was in 1965. So that was nine years before women were even allowed to own bank accounts, like to open their own bank account. Um, So I just feel like you cannot say that Barbie was not a feminist icon. She was out here doing all of these things before women in the United States were legally able to open their own bank accounts without a man present. So look, there is just proof after proof that Barbie's a feminist icon. So everybody go support Barbie. If you weren't already planning on going, I hope you all were. Um, But if you weren't already planning on going, just go out and celebrate Barbie. And yeah, have a great weekend. Okay, bye.